Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Unpack That, your weekly podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so bad. <coughs> your weekly podcast where this queer millennial dissects topics at the top of his mind through the lens of anxiety and depression. I'm Paul, and welcome back, Jack. Hi, sorry about that cough. That was intense. Hi, how's everyone? I'll never be able to get that tagline down. I clearly just need to get a new one. Like something that's much easier to say. Just shorten it, maybe. Queer podcast. <laughs> I mean, the two bottles of wine before you start recording doesn't help. That's not true. It was only one. I had one glass of wine. <laughs> and actually, I'm still drinking it. So I think that's good for me. Um, yeah, I just wrapped up my uh, no binge September, October. So 30 days where I tried to drink five drinks or less when I was drinking, which was still pretty much every day. Um, baby steps, right? Yeah, baby, baby steps. Baby steps, yeah. It was interesting. Like, I was really conscious about it the first three out of the four weeks where, like, whatever I was doing, I was not having more than four or five drinks in one setting. And I felt pretty good because I felt like I was counting, I was being responsible. And then I went on a work trip and it all just completely fell to shit. And I was like, fuck, like, what is it about work that makes me drink so much <laughs> well i don't think even though we've got our time i don't think that's uh enough for us to cover in this one episode no it's not but it's definitely something i think we should probably unpack moving forward because i felt like i was like making a lot of progress feeling really healthy losing a bunch of weight and then i stepped on the scale and was like oh my god um so i guess i just found it like somewhat of a good challenge it was a really satisfying challenge to try to go sober but like it ended up not really happening and also it's really hard to podcast for me when i haven't had a drink or two like like i'm going into this one with just a couple sips of drinks so far and like that's nothing compared to i feel like how i normally am on this podcast he's gonna get crazy tonight Woo! no i don't think so because i'm just sort of like staying pace staying on the course i feel mm-hmm. like my sober-ish month my more sober than last month month was yes i think you did good at the start and then towards the end you're right it did go downhill we had the you had the work thing and then you came to a drag show that i event coordinated and yeah. oh no that was the last day so oh, that was, was the fine. last day yeah. oh does that yeah. not count yeah um <laughs> but i don't know so tonight we're drinking apothic inferno aged in whiskey barrels for 60 days so it's a small limited batch release i've had this before though i think they do it like once a year that they release it um it says it's like a 2016 a new blend emerges from the flames of a time-honored craft i don't know it's apothic it's really not that great do you know one of my pet peeves is people thinking they know stuff about wine Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I think, like, I do know a little bit no, more about I'm wine kidding. now. You do. Yes, yeah. we've been to, like, yeah. you know... But, but people that's... shitting on other people's wine choices, which I do very often. Yes, I'm like, that let me is a drink my yeah. barefoot in peace, bitch. No, I, I hate that. I, like, I... I'm sorry. Like, I understand it might be a pet peeve, but, like, it actually tastes different. It truly, truly tastes different. It does not taste as good. It totally tastes flat. I was drinking white Zinfandel barefoot on Friday, and it was absolutely awful. It was like someone melted sugar water and threw in, like, a moldy raspberry. That sounds perfect. No, it was awful. It was, like, pinkberry, like watered down ice cream like it's it kind was... of what is like running through my veins constantly anyway so that's probably why i like it wine barefoot diabetes <laughs> oh um 
You know, actually, diabetes jokes are not appropriate because Paul oh. Hollywood on The Great British Bake Off just got in trouble for making a joke about diabetes on a plate. Uh, what? Oh, come on. That's like a way of saying something because they're high sugar content in a negative way, right? Yeah, but I doing? guess like, I don't know. People with diabetes got upset oh. in the UK. Well, I'm he sorry. To... I retract that diabetes joke and I apologize and I'll be uh, making a formal apology via my notes app screenshot via all my social medias. <laughs> That's how all celebrities I, apologize now. I apologize to the two diabetic, two diabetics that listen to Let's Unpack That Podcast, but please follow and subscribe. <laughs> I apologize you feel that way yeah so that that's one thing i think that we can start off we're talking about pet peeves Mm -hmm. i want to go in a little bit of the background but then i want to jump into my biggest pet peeve right now at this current moment which is cancel culture (gasps) and forcing people to apologize for things that they should not have to apologize for so let me first do a little background for those who are unfamiliar with the words um, (laughs) and the derivatives for pet peeves so um i did a little bit of sourcing on wikipedia he just uh flicked a pretend hair behind his ear then guys just so you know just to get that real visual well i had to so the noun peeve meaning an annoyance is believed to have originated in the united states in the earliest 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 20th century (laughs) (laughs) derived by the back formation from the adjective peevish meaning ornery or ill-tempered um it did dates back to the late 14th century. So the word pet peeve was introduced to wide readership in a single panel comic strip called The Little Pet Peeve. It was part of the Chicago Tribune and it was first introduced in 1916. The strip was created by cartoonist Frank King who also created the the long-running Gasoline Alley strip. King's little pet peeves were humorous critiques of generally thoughtless behaviors and nuisance frustrations. Examples included people reading the intertitles in silent films aloud, Oh my god. <laughs> Cracking an egg only to smell that it's gone rotten. Oh. Backseat drivers. Uh-huh. And rugs that keep catching the bottom of the door and bunching up. And he also, <laughs> in developing his comic, he would go out to his readers and they would submit topics. And some of those topics were theater goers who unwrapped candy in a crinkly paper during a live performance. I, I, that's still relevant today. And uh, a 12-year-old boy submitted that his pet peeve was when his mother came in to sweep when he has pieces of a building toy spread out across the floor. So I think that's kind of like, I don't know. I think that's kind of a cute story that that's sort of Mm -hmm. the modern evolution of pet peeve. Like it was totally brought into the newspaper and then other people started submitting things. sounds like very much the slowest moving Twitter feed, like (laughs) watching a comic from week to week to week to week. Um, But that's a little bit of a history lesson on pet peeves. So, Mm -hmm. My biggest pet peeve right now is young people's desire to cancel anyone who does not agree with the things that they believe in. Okay, Dad, and, what we're and feeling. if you don't, if you don't know what cancel culture is, um, it seems to exist on the Twitterverse and in Instagram that when a celebrity does something that's potentially problematic or actually problematic, those people like cannot survive the fallout of that mistake. So, so people will flood their Facebook or their Instagram or their Twitter with comments, highlighting things that they did wrong. Um, and a couple examples that I'm sure we can all think of, or that might be more relevant, uh, are 
Like, who's been canceled recently? Uh, you, know? you for that comment. Yeah. No, I just, like, okay, so it's, like, it's just this whole idea. Like, right now, there's this whole thing in gay culture of, like, gays canceling other gays when, like, the reality is is that we're all pretty much aligned on our beliefs, on our political affiliations. We're all trying to accomplish the same thing, and we attack and cannibalize members of the same community when we're all just trying to advance our agenda forward. Like The gay again, agenda. It, yeah, the gay <laughs> agenda. It's not that, like, we shouldn't call out people who say or do problematic things. I do believe that. But not every little situation calls for someone to be like absolutely ruined, trash, downvoted, upvoted, whatever it is on the various <laughs> platforms that like, I, I just, I, I really struggle with that. Like they don't agree with me, so I'm going to cancel them forever. And what examples do you have recently of someone being canceled? Um, I actually, I actually can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, but I, playing devil's advocate to that though, it's kind of like, I think people's tolerance for bullshit is like minimize completely and i think that people just don't want to put up with anyone yeah that doesn't think like them but if it's in a way that's like doesn't seem in a compassionate way when it comes to human rights stuff like if you know uh i think someone who rightly got cancelled recently is um aaron shock do you remember him oh Isn't he any, so he's like a anti-lgbt politician who then who, came out as gay but he's not out yet but he's at every single like you know there's these pictures of him on twitter where he uh, is at these parties he's like making out with guys and for him to like immerse himself and feel comfortable you know he's like muscly like around these kind of people and then make legislation vote for legislation or whatever that's against them i just I, those things just don't add up to me i was like what's not clicking what's not clicking so yeah, he was at a um, a drag performance recently, I think. And this is a drag performer I follow called Johnny Reinhardt, who <laughs> called him out while he was at the bar. Um, before they had a conversation, he did sing... Um, the performer sung uh, Fuck You by Lily Allen, <laughs> which I thought was very fitting. But anyway, cancel culture. I... Yeah. I think sometimes it's, you know, it can be valid. Harvey Weinstein, cancelled, rightly so. And sometimes it's people overreacting. And it's it's kind of funny in that medium where I think people who have um, a specific agenda really galvanise on cancel culture and be like, yeah, you can't cancel everybody. So it's, you know, I kind of am I'm trying to remain balanced about it. Like, you have to... You have to, you know, really pull yourself back and think, okay, is this genuine? Is this deserved? <laughs> I don't know. But I think we should just be mindful of when we're, like, canceling our own allies. So it's just a pet peeve of mine that it's like, oh, my God, this person said one problematic thing. We can never let it go, you know? Um, and I think we just have to be a little bit more flexible than that. So um, what is your next biggest pet peeve? Well, my first pet peeve <laughs> is... Um, this is going to show how... I'm very good at showing sometimes that I'm not socially inept, but inside I'm dying. Um, I hate, with my whole soul, handshakes. Oh. It's my biggest pet peeve. Oh. I don't want to touch people. Well, like, uh, unless I want to, you know? I just, I think it's such a formal 
old school thing that nobody wants to do, but everybody thinks that it's the most appropriate thing. And I'd rather just say hi. I don't need to touch you. I don't need to hug you if I don't want to. I don't know. It's. I feel like it's very like Mad Men esque. Do you know what I mean? Like so... it's from such a bygone age in my mind that. I don't know. I was a shy kid, so I never shook people's hands as a kid. Like, and now having to do it in the, you know, now I'm in the professional world. It's just like, oh, well, people judge so you. People forced, judge you based on your handshake. And based on yeah. your handshake, how tight you, you know, oh. shake someone's hand. <laughs> how you know, it's just. It's so dumb. I think it's like... I think people put a lot... Like a pet peeve of mine, I would agree, is like people put a lot of stock into how you greet people or thank people or like, you know, address somebody. Like how firm is the handshake? Are your hands sweaty? Like, I don't know. I'm just like a, a like, warmer temperature person. So my hands are always warm. It you reminds know? me of like, oh, did you go to Kim Woodburn's school for girls? Kim Woodburn icon. Um, I don't know. That was just an icon. Like a thing I was thinking of like... Why? You're like, why do we have to do like, it? Why do we have to do this? Like, it's so formal for no reason. This isn't Downton fucking Abbey. Like, let's just yeah, just, we'll just wave. Say like, hi. can't we just wave? Yeah, I know. Nice and I can't meet you. Words mean more. Yeah, in that respect. And I feel like I feel like most people like don't want to have to greet people. They don't want to worry if they're gonna hug, if they're gonna shake hands, if they're gonna wave, if they're gonna like kiss on the cheek. Like what? Like especially if you're first meeting someone or like saying goodbye for that first time, you're like, I just met you. Do I really have to hug you? Like, I don't know. I think it's more appropriate. Like when everybody's drunk and people are feeling relaxed, but that feeling of seeing people for the first time, it's like, don't worry about fucking shaking my hand. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about giving me a hug. Let's just be here, be next to Mm -hmm. each other and start talking. Like we don't have to worry about greeting. It's just so not authentically me that it just like ends up being like, yeah, yeah, sure. Hi. Yeah. And I'm like, that wasn't me who said all of those things. Yeah. Okay. My next one um, is a little bit more, I would say, of like an obvious one. Um, is people chewing with their mouths open? Like, I feel like that's the standard one. Oh, that's like the standard one that everybody goes to because it is like so. It, not only do you see it and hear it, you can like feel it. Like you feel mm-hmm. like you are that There's food. Like heavy breathing involved. Mm-hmm. You're gonna make people vomit while they're driving. And it's just like, this. why? Like talking with food in your <laughs> mouth doesn't bother me nearly as much. Did you do it so much? Yeah, but like, <laughs> doesn't bother me nearly as much as like someone who is talking or just chewing with their mouth open. Because like that slopping back and forth, you can see the food, you can hear it like smacking around. So it's like not your form of ASMR. Not at all. I mean, I don't think I like ASMR at all. I don't like like. Another pet peeve of mine is just like any auditory, <laughs> yeah, auditory <laughs> stimulant, which is like hilarious because I'm releasing an auditory podcast. But I like just can't like with that sound specifically. It's almost like when you hear it and you start to hear that first like, yeah, that it gets in your ears. Have you? And then you can like feel it in your ear canals. <laughs> And then it's like traveling down, traveling down, traveling down into like your throat. And then you can almost feel it in your stomach, but it doesn't really ever leave your throat because you kind of want to vomit. And then like they just keep doing it and doing it and doing it until you just have to be like, stop. Like you just have to scream. It's just like <laughs> it's it's literally mind boggling. And also there's like no kind way to address it. No, that is awkward. Because even if you like say to someone, hey, you uh, 
you're chewing with your mouth open there. You're being really obnoxiously disgusting yeah. right there. And it, like, like, what are they going to do? Not going to not take offense, you know? No, because it's like, oh my God. When it's like, hey, I'm, I'm really looking out for you here. I'm really just trying to make sure that other people don't hate you as much as I hate you in this current you're moment. you're not being disgusting. Yeah, it's just like, I'm here for you. I'm going to call it out. I think we should all pledge, all of us podcast listeners should pledge to call people out when they are eating and chewing with their mouth but open. in a polite way. In a polite way, just say, hey, I just wanted to tell you something. You actually... No, I don't know how to do it. No, I don't know how to say no it. To I don't know it. how to say it. Hi. So I'm going to have to make you watch The Pickle Lady. Have you seen her? No, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. She it makes me sweat. Pickles. I don't want to talk about it. He's sweating right now. No. There's a drip going I, down I don't want to talk. I don't want to think about people chewing with their mouth open, chewing pickles, doing it into a microphone. It's actually awful. So, so how do you say it? How do you address this pet peeve? Hey, you stop chewing with your mouth open? Hey, I just wanted you to know that you do this. Hey. But in what did setting? You, is did this, you this ever work? know? Is this a it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I. I don't know. Like I think if it's your friend, you can be like, Jesus fucking Christ, stop chewing with your mouth open. So my parents used to be like, because <laughs> I do this sometimes without noticing, especially if like I have a cold. Like, <laughs> okay, that is also different. Like when uh, you can't breathe out of your nose, that's different. <laughs> this is. These are the everyday Joes who are like. It's always Joe. Yeah. <laughs> My parents would be like, what is it? Fucking feeding time at the zoo. <laughs> God. Yeah. I can see that. So, okay. What's your next one? Um, speaking of my parents, I'm going to go with something I think that's very quintessentially British. Um, Thank you for your perspective. Uh, so, line slash cue jumping. People... People jump, people cutting in line. Yeah, people mm-hmm. cutting in line. Was that my American translation? Yeah, I just wanted to translate. Or cue jumping for Mel Langdon listening. Mel Langdon Randall, sorry. Um, yes, people that jump in the line, jumping in the line, uh, is just the most obnoxious thing, especially when you know other people have been there for hours. It happened to me at Lady Gaga concert. And let me tell you, the monster truly came out that day. Okay, I also agree with the with the cutting in line thing because it just happened to us like at Trader Joe's the other day. We were coming in with our cart and we were coming up to the checkout and we were ready to start like giving our groceries over. And this woman jumped in front of us, pushed our cart back, and then pulled her husband forward. Again, they only had a few things in their cart. She could have just asked because we had a cart full of stuff. And I was like, we were here. We were on our way. We were literally in front of you. The cashier was gesturing to us, and you cut in front of us and pushed our cart out of the way. Like, I I literally said to her, I was like, oh, wow, that was kind of rude, you know? And then didn't she didn't say anything. She didn't look up. She just pulled her husband's cart right in front of ours and, like, almost ran over my fucking foot. It's just, like, people have to be more conscious, like, when they're in a public space. You're not the only person. And other people have been waiting in line just as long as you have. And other people are trying to yeah. get on with their day, too. Trying to be spatially aware. And listen, I think the Eagles need to give her a call because she nearly took me the fuck out. She could have been a quarterback or whatever role hits people away. I yes. Don't know. Sports. Yes, the quarterback. Yes. Um, okay. My other one um, has to do with spreading your legs. So one what? of my biggest pet peeves is when I'm sitting on an airplane, on a bus, in a car, and the person next to me is acting like they have this 
anaconda between their legs oh. and like they have to make room it's because it's it's always men i mean they have to make room for like this big fat fucking dick to put in between their <laughs> legs and so they spread their knees almost like in a straight 180 degree line Bam. so they can have as much room as possible for their feet for their legs for everything like i was just sitting on um like an airplane, and I get it, like our shoulders are gonna touch, our shoulders are gonna rub, but like there is a clear line where the airplane seat is. Like you do not, your feet do not go past where that armrest is. And it's just so frustrating, like when someone's knees are like hitting at yours mm-hmm. or you have to keep your legs closer together. Cause like I have dick too. And (laughs) and like I'm trying to like make room for myself. I'm trying to make sure that I'm comfortable and me sitting with like my legs totally like squeezed together because you for some reason do not realize that you have a limited amount of space. And I'm like, are are these people just assholes or are they just like totally unaware of the fact that they do that? Well, you know, that has a name, right? What is it? Manspreading. Instead of mansplaining, it's manspreading. Is that real? I'm pretty sure. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah. It makes Mm -hmm. sense. It's just like. A minor form of entitlement that just like, speaks to the microcosm. It is. You know? Take down the patriarchy. Let's go. <laughs> What's your next pet peeve? <sighs> this one... This one is is uh, pretty controversial. Okay. I'm ready. I hate the use of the word snowflake. Okay. I don't. I, I think there's tr- a lot of people who don't know what that is. So why don't you explain the snowflake first? So, so it's not a weather thing. It's not the weather. I'm I'm like a little sprinkle of snow, but uh, yes, the word snowflake, it's not cool to use. So it's usually used by a certain de- demographic of people to describe a, another demographic of people that they consider uh, they consider weak and they melt so easily because they're so easily offended by everything that's not PC. However, I think the word snowflake has been used to really like take on this certain group of people that are just, I think it's the generations and society's way of describing people that are too compassionate in my eyes. I will be proudly called a snowflake. Yeah, I'm offended. Yeah, I give a shit what people's feelings are. Like, I would maybe get called a snowflake because uh, I would like my trans uh, brothers and sisters to be, you know, called by the correct pronoun. Pronoun? <laughs> pronoun? What did I just say there? Pronoun. Pronoun. Oh my god, what am I, Mary Berry? Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I would get maybe called a snowflake for wanting them to be called by the correct pronoun because... Someone misgendered them. But no, I just want you to be a decent fucking human being and just be nice to other people. I'm not a snowflake because of that. And what's funny to me, what's funny to me, is that the most people who get most offended over, you know, you know, like LGBT people wanting equal rights, they melt all over that. They're mad about everything. They're mad about everything. Like, for example, here we go. Piers Morgan. He is... Also, also Piers, Piers Morgan has been cancelled. Yes, he has been cancelled, <laughs> but rightly so. This is what I mean. Cancel culture can sometimes be correct. Um, he was, you know, he is just full of hate, like a big ball of hot air 
a big piece of gammon and uh, he likes to call people snowflakes. He likes to dish that word out equally. But then there was this like pastry line in the uh, pastry shop in the UK called Greg's who released a uh, vegan sausage roll. And he flipped his shit like this was the worst thing to ever happen. I'm like, who's the real snowflake here, Piers? Eh? Eh? Oh my god. Wait, I've actually never heard of this before. It says, this was January 7th of this year. Piers Morgan almost vomits after tasting Greg's vegan sausage roll on Good Morning Britain. And he got totally riled up about this. And he just started yelling about it. Yeah, and you know what's funny? It tastes exactly the same as a meat sausage roll like it tastes exactly the same like it's fine they're both delicious yeah he said nobody was waiting for a vegan bloody sausage you pc ravaged clowns and he added greg's you know what no one was waiting for his fucking opinion his fucking opinion on that wait i can't believe that how is making a vegan sausage roll pc like how is how is how is is my idea of the fact that people use this word snowflake to describe people those are the kind of people that use the word snowflake when they are the snowflakes yeah i i mean totally a snowflake but i also i'm just like first off i don't understand how someone's like dietary restrictions or choices have anything to do with being pc like they're trying to grow their business come on peers two claps for capitalism (laughs) and i can't understand like how that that would not be viewed as like a positive thing that they're trying something different to cater to a new audience like it's just as kind of simple but but my next pet peeve is actually kind of similar to yours about snowflakes easily offended young people or pushovers is that when people in the workplace say things like i've been doing this for x amount of years because to me what they're saying is like I know what's right because I've been in the business for the longest. So I can tell you what to do. And while I appreciate experience, we're also talking in the same room across the table about the same damn thing. So how far did your years of experience really get you, Brenda? uh, That's my mom's name. Because (laughs) in my mind, it's like, I've been doing this for X amount of years, AKA I know what to do. So just sit down, shut up and follow what I'm supposed to do. Uh Like that is totally how I take that. Although like, I think there's a positive way to say that. Like, Hey, you know, in, in my experience, we've tried things like this. It hasn't really worked out. Have you thought about it from this perspective? Have you tried suggesting that not just, Oh, I've done it this way for so many years, so it must be right. Cause like I do my way over high, right? That feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just like I find that so so frustrating. It's like just totally dismissive of other people. Exactly, so- it's dismissive of a generation that's like got fresh, brand new ideas. And you're, as you said, you are equal playing field. You're sat across the table because you are equal. Right. Yeah. Like I've been doing this a long time. Great. Don't care. He, like, give me more reasons why. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, one of my critiques at work is that I have to be better about working across generational lines. I understand that, um, and I am trying to. But when I Sounds feel like that it's going really well, <laughs> when I feel that the generational experience is thrown in my face, and that I have to listen to what they say because they have experience, that's when I think I fight back the most. Not that I don't respect other people's ideas who come from a different generation. I think I'm usually pretty okay at that. Um, Of course, I could be better. But when it's just the pushback of every single initiative, ideas, well, I've been doing it this way, so 
here's what I think. I was like, well, it's, it's obviously not working or else I wouldn't still be here. The problem will be solved. Mm-hmm. James, you know? And so I just like, I don't know. I, I, I find myself frustrated by that, whether it be a snowflake <laughs> really? or whether it be like a, a generational comment. I think both of those things are just things that absolutely rile me up as pet peeves. What's your, what's your next, really Phil. what's your next pet peeve? Let me live. Let me argue. Let me <laughs> defend let my out, point. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, okay, I this is maybe my top one, and I don't necessarily have a lot of you know examples of it. But this is my top one that I hate the most that I always tell people is that I hate going back on myself. Okay. So for example, that sounds deep. This sounds like it's something we're gonna impact <laughs> through the lens of anxiety and depression. By a queer millennial. <clears throat> oh my god! See, that's the negative to ASMR. People hate that sound. Oh. As much as people hate chewing. Do people hate the disgusting. sound of burps? I think burps are funny. I thought that was disgusting. If I had that on the podcast, <laughs> I'd be like, bye, unsubscribe. Yeah, I mean, that's why no one's listening. Because <laughs> you keep burping on these podcasts. Yeah, okay. Well, um, you keep forgetting what you're so, saying. So, <laughs> let me have a chance to speak. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, this is marriage, guys. So, I hate going back on myself. So, for example, we live in an apartment building that's on the third floor. And if I get down... To the steps. We don't have an elevator. So if I get down to the bottom floor and I've forgotten like my water bottle or my lunch, guess what? I'm not eating lunch that day. I can't I I just hate the thought of wasting my time, quote unquote, thinking that I'm, you know, going back on myself. Or if I'm, you know, if I'm halfway somewhere and I realized I'd taken the wrong turn. I just hate you my just, life. Just, I just, just keep on going. You just in the keep wrong going direction. the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> and it led me to where I am right now, opposite you. So here we go. Yeah. No, I just like I would. I just the feeling of doing that is just the worst. Like it's this most gut wrenching. Like I feel like I've been literally gutted because I hate it so much. Yeah, I I totally get that. And this morning I actually did forget my lunch, and I came all the way back upstairs, and then I was sweating and I was annoyed, and I was like. Fuck, I should have just went forward. And then I got to work, and someone had bought lunch for me already that day uh, because of a meeting I was that in. Was, that was and, the universe telling you, hey, I sometimes I, I read those signs, and sometimes <laughs> I'm just lazy. So I don't know. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I, I get that feeling. I wasn't really sure what you were saying, like going back on yourself, like, but I get it. It's like no, retracing your steps or just like you didn't plan properly, so then you have to turn around. Like, I know we've so done that, that before. A lot yeah, to me. <laughs> yeah, like I know we've done that before where it's like, oh, I, I, I either forget my medication or I forget something I'm supposed to bring, like a gift or like whatever. Like, I don't have my keys. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have my. And then we're like halfway down the road and then it's like, oh, fuck. Like, we have to come all the way back. That is definitely something that's like a pet peeve. And that's like a self pet peeve, you know? Because it's like, I. There's no one to blame but yourself, and it's like I just ugh. I like I'm like I'm so stupid. Like I like literally like talk mm. down on myself when I do that. I'm like, God, you idiot! Like you should have just like been prepared. And like that that's not reality. Like we should be able to just be like, Oh, you forgot your lunch. Let me walk back up on the steps. But it is. It's like mm-hmm. so debilitatingly annoying. Like, so I think we all need to, uh, if we do have that as a pet peeve, or if we get annoyed at ourselves for doing those things, let's just take a chill pill on ourselves, guys. Let's all just like not forgive. Forgive and just chill out. Yeah, agreed. I'm gonna do one that's not related to people. Um, oh, my, really? My, my next pet peeve, because um, I clearly have a lot of pet peeves around people. Uh, yeah, that's literally all of mine are. Yeah, including myself. Okay, so just to transition us a little bit, wobbly tables and chairs <gasps> at restaurants. Oh, 
that's so true. I know. Like, oh, it's the worst. There's nothing worse than I think, especially I find it with a coffee shop because I'm just trying to be like quick in and out, having like a relaxing cup of coffee, like maybe answering some emails. And then, haha, it's all over you. It's all over <laughs> me. It's bouncing back and forth. The table is wobbling. And now I don't know where to put my laptop. Where do I plug in my charger? Like, how do I make it so it's not moving? Every time I lean forward, breathe, move, touch anything, it's like. I find that to be one of my biggest pet peeves. Also, one of the most solvable for any restaurant owner at all. We have There's a non-spawn, but there's a thing called uh, wobble wedges that are great because you can just stack them on top of each other if you need to. Right. Non-spawn, but wobblewedges.com. Like, should I start buying those and keep them in a purse? <laughs> because... No, because you'll get called a busybody. Like, you literally would. But, like, it's so annoying, especially the chair part, I think, too. Like... Like when it's just like wobbling back and forth and then you're like just especially on like a stool or like something that's a higher top you're just trying to like get settled get situated and it can take like a long time and i think it takes away from the experience mm-hmm. so i agree that's like a non-person related one um that i just think is so easily solvable solvable like if you're a restaurant owner or if you work in a restaurant just like I don't know. Try to look at your restaurant through the lens of someone who goes there every day and wants to spend money with you. Like, sit (laughs) sit down in those chairs. Stand at that table. Eat at that restaurant. Walk in that bathroom. You know, see what the toilet seat is like. See how the, like, sink water keeps running. Like, does your automatic soap dispenser actually work? It's, like, little things inside. You need to add these places. I know. Yeah. Like, little things, like, that happen inside of a restaurant. I find myself, like... Oh my god! It's like the bathroom smells, or like the air freshener stinks. Like, well, and it's I not always enjoyable. judge the cleanliness of a restaurant's kitchen as to how clean their bathroom is. If their bathroom is dirty, good chances are so is their kitchen. Y- yeah, I, is that true? I don't. Uh, as someone who's, but I've worked in the industry. I've been doing this for fifteen years. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna burn. I'm gonna burn myself alive. Uh, yeah, as someone who's worked in a from the lowest to the highest end of service industry places, um, yeah, it's pretty much true. And if I'm really honest, most kitchens a day. Sorry, guys, if you're a German. Well, I know. Okay, so so I think that's a good stopping point. I'm gonna refill my wine. Oh, and ASMR right there. Why don't we come back and then we'll play <gasps> a quick game? Dun, 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 dun. Okay, and everyone, welcome back to Let's Unpack Let's Unpack You know what we should do with that? We should unpack it. Unpack Oh my god. Oh my god. I just really wanna. Okay, so we're gonna play a quick game. We're calling PPP. Oh wow, that harmony. Let's try that again. One, two, three. PPP. Um, so it stands for proper peevish pronunciation. <laughs> we even spoke about this, guys. It's proper pronunciation peeves. I don't. Is that what we're calling it? Paul's proper phrases. Why does it have to have your name in it? Because it's my show, not yours. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Aww. 
Okay, so we're going to read off uh, two phrases to each other that are commonly misspoken in the English language. And Jack, I don't have a lot of experience in that. We're so. gonna, yeah, we're gonna do five questions um, in each turn. So twenty questions total. We'll do two turns, and uh, we're not gonna keep score because we're always bad at doing that. Um, but Jack, on this first round, has to get the correct phrases. Uh oh. So Jack, is it nip it in the bud or <laughs> nip it in the butt? Well, I'll tell you, honey, I know what I'd rather do. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. Answer the question. Um, I feel like this is a very American phrase, so I feel like this is very biased. Um, but I'm going to say it's nip it in the bud. That is correct. Well, there you go. Nip it in, nipping something in the bud means that you're putting an end to it before it has a chance to grow. Like in a flower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nipping something in the, be- in the bud means you're biting its behind. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, so next one. I could care less versus I couldn't care less. I always see so much discrepancy about this. Like this, I feel like this is such a thing. Like, I could oh, care less or I couldn't. This, the grammar Nazis are out in full force about this one. Yeah. I, I understand what people are making the point they're making either way, but I, I believe that the correct one is I could care less. Like, no, that's wait, the what? wrong one. Cause you, because you, Wait, no, I couldn't. You, oh my god! Yeah, this is so confusing. you. If you say I could care less, that means you could care less about this. If you could not care less. Oh wait! Oh my god! This is. I literally could not care any less about this because it is the thing I care least about. Oh, wait, I just realized how Americanized I've been because I used to always say I couldn't care less or I can't care less, and now, yeah, can't care less. I've been around right. Americans for too long. I blame you. It's true. Yeah. So. That's funny that you got one wrong. One wrong, one right, but we're not keeping score. Okay, this one actually really surprised me. One in the same or one and the same? So when you say that two things are alike, it's like, oh, it's one and the same. One in the same. Is it one? Six of one, half a dozen of the other. (laughs) You're literally in the red. Okay, so one in the same or one and the same? Ooh, one in the same. One in the same? No! One and the same. No, no, it, wait, wait, wait. It's no, one no, and the same. Oh, yeah. Confirmation of this phrase. Oh, well, I gave it up. I gave it away. <laughs> so it's one, yeah, one in the same doesn't make sense. One and the same. Yeah, right? it's one and the same, but I always say one and the same. I don't know why I say that. Or are you that. just saying one in the same? No. Like short for and. <laughs> one, no, you know, I'm saying one, one and the same. One, but it it should be one. One in the same doesn't mean anything. One and yeah, the same are means that two things are the same because yeah, it's an the same doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Okay, <laughs> this one also blew my mind. You've got another think coming, or you've got another thing coming. You've got another think coming, think? or oh, you've got another thing. thing coming. I don't care. If this is correct, but you've got another. Think coming does not make any sense. You've got another thing coming. You're, you're wrong. Well, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't use it in the context of like, oh, you need to think more about what yes. you've done. Like, I wouldn't use it in that context. I would use it, you've got another thing coming, biatch. Yeah. Like, so this is one of the phrases where the <sighs> incorrect usage actually does make sense. And yeah, it's become its you. own phrase. Oh, okay. But it's still technically wrong. In fact, most people don't even know the correct phrase unless they look it up. The correct version really only makes sense if you use the entire sentence. If that's what you think, you've got another think coming. 
that was that was the phrase, which is dumb oh to begin God, with. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I was just reading the article. Yeah, right, but you agree to the It's lifehack.org. Oh. Okay. So, last one in this round. Oh, this was so much fun already. I don't want to debate about you anymore. Each one worse than the next versus each one worse than the last. What? I don't think I've even heard this phrase. East, East, each one... East. Each, <laughs> what about each one worse than the next. <laughs> each one worse than the next. Each one worse than the last. Each honestly, one... you could be like talking about all my ex-boyfriends. So with either one of those phrases, yeah. Um, each one worse than the last. Each one worse than the next. Can that not be applicable <laughs> to both as well? No. No, as no. I'm reading the description. Worst, I guess, is past tense. Each one worse than the last. Yes, it has yeah. to be past yeah. tense. Yeah, and that's what they're Come saying. On, Apparently, saying, each one is worse than the next. <laughs> that that no, literally, no, it's no, like it's like you sense. can see the future. Unless you mm. can foresee the future, each one worse than the next doesn't make sense. Oh, the, the problem with this phrase is that it is it, it isn't logical. For yeah. example, you can't compare two bicycles until you've tested them both. <laughs> so logically, you would compare the current bicycle to the last bike you tested. Well, that is really interesting. Well, here's the thing. I don't exercise life hack. So. <laughs> okay, your turn. Okay, so now pants. I'm going to do six, six to ten. Six to ten. Okay. Guys, do you like oh. this game? Do you like this game? Sound off in the comments. Mm-hmm. Move on. Tell this your is... friends. Okay. Oh, my God. I love this one because this is one that I... This is like a British versus American here. Okay. And I hate it. This is a pet peeve right here for mm-hmm. me. Okay. Put the rubbish in the bin. <laughs> How did you... No, it's not that. <laughs> so, is it on accident or by accident? No. Okay. I know this one. It's by accident. And I never understand why people say on accident. It literally makes no sense. <laughs> it was on accident. No, it was by accident. Like, the accident has to be caused by something. Like, the accident was not caused on something. It mm-hmm. is by accident. Ding, 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 Who ding, says ding, on accident? To Gryffindor because... Who says on accident? Uh, Americans. <laughs> <laughs> like, didn't want to say idiots then. But uh, like, I, I did it on accident. I'm like, did you? Or yeah. did you do it by- no, that but is one of my think, biggest pet peeves. But do you want to hear the description of this? Fine. It says, Sometimes I feel very sorry for people attempting to learn English. With phrases like this, it must be awful. Which is true. It, I, I understand. You cannot do something on purpose, but on accident. Prepositions are a oh. killer. Oh, because people say on purpose. So it should be on accident. Oh my god. That makes Wait, sense. What? Did I get it wrong? No, 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 no. You're right. But it just like makes sense why people say on accident now. Because people say it's on purpose, or it was on accident. Like, why is it not by purpose and by accident? Mm -hmm. I get that. Okay, the next one. Um... (laughs) Go. I don't know how to say this because I'm really dyslexic. (laughs) My God. Uh, Statue of limitations versus... Statue... Stat. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Oh hang my on. god. You're yelling. Like, 
Wait, it's statue of limitations or statute of limitations? It's statute of limitations. I just wouldn't know how to use either of those. Because there's not a statue of limitations. Like, there's not a physical statue of something standing up like a limitations. Like, isn't that not what Lady Liberty is all about? No, what? God, she's supposed to be welcoming. Burn her. But um, no, it's it's statute statute of limitations because the Mm -hmm. statute is a law, and that's what the rule is. Wasn't that like a Seinfeld episode? Probably. I don't know. But this game is. Fucking easy. Uh, I, just, I had no idea what that meant. I don't even know what a statute of limitations is. Statute like, is just, a statute is just a law. Am I, or, am I dumb? No. i just never been involved in the law. I'm a good girl. Oh my god. Oh, oh this is a good one. Uh, for all intensive purposes. I know this one too. First, for all intents and purposes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I work with so many people who say for all intensive purposes. It is for all intents and purposes. That's correct. Because, because oh my gosh, this this one really grinds my gears. You may feel very strongly and intense about your purpose, but that does not make that phrase <laughs> a correct. Exactly. It's like, it's about your intent and your purpose. Like, not your intensive purposes. Like, no one cares how, how intense you are with your purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, again, this game is very easy. This next one is another one that's very British versus US. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say it first neutrally, and then once you've got the answer, I'm gonna say it. You can the flip a- around the way that you read them. So, okay. Uh, he did good versus he did well. Okay, it's he did well. <laughs> no, he did not do good. <laughs> like, like everyone knows it's well. When in, when in doubt, just guess well. Yes. Okay. That is correct. It was more like, I feel like the Cabrillo country bumpkin. Like, he did good. Oh, he did oh good. yeah. Oh, and that makes very sense. British. Yeah. He did well. He did well. He, you know what he did in Vegas? He did well. He did, well. He did very well. You he know did, what he did well? That's far, ex- far exceeding expectations. And a buttery biscuit base. I would say that a buttery biscuit would be something he'd like. <laughs> wow, I hate myself. Yeah, like... The, uh, just okay. what? Give me my last one. This game is just cake. Oh, is it exact revenge versus extract revenge? Wait, what? Say it again. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Exact revenge or extract revenge? <laughs> Isn't it get revenge? Okay, so here's 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 my thought process. Exact revenge sounds like it could be the word exact, like exactly. And then the extract revenge sounds like you're taking revenge out of something. Like you're extracting revenge. I feel like it must be exact. Like does, right? does exact mean like exact also means to take something out? How? I don't know the answer. So that's why I'm handing the phone back to you. I don't really know what it's saying. I'm confused. Right. Okay, so when you extract something, you're taking it out of something else. When you exact onto something, you're dishing it out. Therefore, extracting revenge on someone would mean you're taking out that person's revenge. Right. And exacting revenge onto them means you're taking revenge out onto them. Isn't it? Can't you just say, like... I've got a simple solution. Okay. Don't say this phrase. Okay. (laughs) 
Okay. The, no one say this phrase. It doesn't make any sense either way. No, just say you're going to get revenge or like enact revenge. Just say, I'm going to get him. You're acting vengeful. Who knows? Okay. Next one. I'm ready. My brain is warmed up. Okay. Okay. This. <laughs> is this an easy one? Or is Alzheimer's one? disease or old timer's disease? Old timer's disease or old timer's. You just said the same thing twice. <laughs> Old timers disease or old timers? My answer is no, old-timers. no, no, no. What? Oh, okay, okay. So some people apparently in the United States say old timers disease first. Alzheimer's disease. You mean Alzheimer's disease? Yeah, like we don't say it with the Z here. You don't say it correctly then. Is no, no, no. <laughs> but but, but like, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's disease. The memory no one, loss. no one says it that way. That, well, that's. Well, that is the correct way. Wait, wait. Who says old timers? Oh, like O L D timers, like old timey people. <laughs> well, that there is that there old timers. Oh my god. Okay. All right. So the, here's Alzheimer's one. Is yes, all Alzheimer's. Yeah, um, with the Z. <laughs> old timers disease. Oh god, I can't believe that people actually say that, but. I'm starting to learn a lot about people through this I guess life when, hack I guess quiz. I think when people get old, they... Old timers? They forget <laughs> stuff, but like, there's nothing I get, compared like, to I Alzheimer's. Like, I'm trying to think of the, you know, <laughs> rationale between God. that. But, okay. <laughs> I'm giving you leeway or I'm giving you leadway? <gasps> leeway or leadway? I'm going to say leeway, but I know that's correct, but I don't know what it means. <laughs> I know it means giving a space. like Yeah, it's like extra, a- space or, extra space or freedom. Leadway is not a word, but apparent, a word apparently people say leadway. <laughs> okay, here's the next one. Uh-oh. Feel free to tangent. Axe or ask? <gasps> <laughs> did you ask them a question or did you ask them a question? Well... This is quite interesting because I feel like this is a cultural thing. Okay. Like, okay. It's the way you know people say things when they've grown up. Like, I'm gonna ask you a question. I think it's just a. It's like an accent thing. Like, it's like a. Well, not an accent thing, but it's just I think how you would say certain things if you grew up in a certain area or was you know like. It's, yeah, I I think that that's part of it, but I also feel like there's just some people who literally say, "Can I ask you a question?" Like I'm not saying it has anything to any to do with like where those people grew up. Okay, but it's it's ask ask. ask, ask. Okay, what's your opinion, guys? Or what's your guys's opinion? Obvious. What's your opinion, guys? I wouldn't ask anyone their opinion because it's probably trash. So yeah. Okay, espresso or espresso, espresso or espresso. Who says that? Espresso. You've never heard someone say espresso before? Oh my god, people say that all the time. Like, like, I'll just can I have an espresso? I know it's an espresso. Because they think it's like happening fast. I guess like, the coffee is fast. <laughs> it's gonna, yes. it's yeah. gonna make you so expressed towards productivity. No, no, espresso because that's the name of the bean. Yeah, like, the type of bean. Okay. okay, I used to be a barista. <clears throat> okay, so now it's <sighs> your turn oh. to ask me questions. Momento or memento? M- momento <laughs> or memento? Yeah, m- momento. M o m e n t o versus memento. M e m e n t o. Well, I think a memento. I probably say it memento, 
but it is a memento. Like, cause it's like memory is the base word there. It's a memento. It's not a memento. No. Memento is like momentum. They just literally have momento isn't a word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But people do say, is that a memento? Mm-hmm. It's a memento. memento. Yeah, because it's yeah. a thing for a, a memory. Yeah, yeah memory. Yeah. Oh, this is this That's is my intense. Latin roots. Oh, wow. Uh, <clears throat> the next one is irregardless versus regardless. I fuck this one up all the time. Because uh, irregardless is like without, without regard. Yes. <laughs> like it's saying it twice. If you're saying so... something is irregardless... <clears throat> Like, uh, maybe people say irregardless because of, like, irreplaceable. You must not know about me. You must not no, know about me. No, but it's regardless. Correct. Why do people say irre- irregardless? Because it makes it sound more intense, but it's actually a double negative. <laughs> yeah, it's like, without, without regard. Without, with, <laughs> without, 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 without. With, without regard. It's, like, it's like, gotta get a whiz wit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, this one's easy. Is it sorta? Or sort of. Sort of. And every time I see someone use the word sorta wow. with an A on the end, what? This would have been, I think people would have been more confused by this if it was sort of versus sort have. That's very oh. confusing right there. Yeah, it's sort of. Sort of. But that's like the only one in that case where it actually is. It's usually more commonly whatever word than have, right? I don't yeah. Know. Come on, English yeah. lessons. Okay. Um, Ooh, conversating versus conversing. Okay, I think because I think because I work somewhat now in communications, like I know a lot of these. It's conversing, conversate, and conversating is does not mean anything. Those are not words. Like well, like you converse or you're conversing and you're having a conversation. You are not conversating. (laughs) <laughs> to have a conversation. I mean, right? Am I right? You are correct. Yeah, yes. it's conversing. Like you're conversing. I and mean, people are like, "Are you just going to conversate with her?" I'm like, "I'm not I'm not going to do any of that." Was that all of yours? And then uh 20, it's the last one. Oh. Unless we want to round out the last five. Yeah, I want this to be about me again. Okay. Uh scotch free and scot free versus scot free, but the verse scot free is only spelled with one t. What? So Scotch free and Scott as in the name free versus Scott free and Scott in the other thing is spelled with just one T. I think I I think having to explain I, this I always is say, pretty obvious. I always say Scotch free. But that's you not right. Do? Is it? Ew <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I get I know it's not right though, I guess. It's Scott free. You're getting off Scott free. Oh no, that's right. But I think I say I've said Scotch free before in my life. It's got no scotch tape. It's in got it. no oh. or no scotch whiskey or something. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Okay, I hope you guys are entertained by this. And if you've got these as many wrong as I have, then <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me. Okay, last five. Uh-oh. I made a complete 180 degree change in my life. I made a complete 360 degree change in my life. I made a complete one. As someone who thought they were a skateboarder at one point, oh, I know the answer to this. 180. Yeah, you do a 180. Because you know what? Ha ha. That's Halfway going around. back on yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wait, exactly. Like, hey! You don't make, it's like, okay, we're going to change things up. 
360. It's like, That's, no. No, you don't yeah. want to go 360. 360 you're, you're doing exactly the same you're thing. You're back where you started. Have mm-hmm. you seen the rotation of the Earth? Mm-hmm. Isaac Newton. Okay. Oh, flat earthers, pet peeve. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's a good one. Curl up in the fetal position or curl up in the feeble position? <laughs> <laughs> it's really obvious when you say it out oh, loud. Oh, baby. Um... Curl up in the feeble position or curl up in the fetal position? Listen, uh, my life is uh, lived through a feeble lens, but I will curl up in the fetal position. Yeah, that's dumb if you say that. Mm. Okay. <laughs> phase or phase? Uh, P-H-A-S-E or F-A-Z-E? So, if it was uh, uh, just a phase... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. If it was just a phase, it was pH. But a phase is like, with an F, is like to describe like an object, right? Or it's not even a real word. Whereas phase is like a time period <laughs> with a pH, and phase with an F is like more of an object. Right? No. No? Wait. Am I wrong? The word phase is usually used when talking about periods of time or stages. Mm -hmm, For instance, Bob's interest in the iPhone 5 was just a phase. However, phase is often mistakenly used in the place of the word phase, which means to disrupt. I don't get it. Oh, when you're unfazed? Oh. You're U-N-F-A-Z-E-D. Unfazed. Okay, that makes sense. I always spell it with a PH, though. I think I'm still confused, but anyway. Okay. All right. <laughs> hone in versus home in. Hone oh. in versus home in. We're uh, honing in on it, or we're homing in on it? <laughs> home O? In? Um, <laughs> no. Well, it's hone with an N. Hone in. That's just, wrong. Wait, what? I know, I hone always say is, hone in. Wait, hone in is like to like be more precise about something, whereas homing is like... Yeah, but when not... people are like, oh, we're honing in, you're really homing in. I would never home in on something. I would hone in on something, but I never home in. The word hone means to sharpen or improve. Yes. For example, you can hone... Exactly. You, you can... No, 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 no. You can hone your speaking skills. You can sharpen your speaking mm-hmm. skills. But to home in on something means to get closer to it. We're homing in on a cure for cancer. But people oftentimes say, we're honing in on this solution. When it's actually, you can hone your speaking skills. You are honing your speaking speaking skills. You're not honing in your speaking skills. I want to hone in. away from this. It's home uh, in. I think that's a crock of shit. Okay. Uh, and I will continue to use hone in. <laughs> okay, well, it's wrong. So... Next I one. I think this is wrong. It's the internet. You can't read everything right on the internet. It's not the truth. Brother-in-laws oh. versus brothers-in-law. Brother-in-laws versus <laughs> brothers-in-law. It's the plural. So it's oh. when there's multiple. When there when there are multiple. This is like the brother-in-laws or brothers-in-law. This is like the big difficulty level. Um, Brothers-in-law. I still still struggle when to use an apostrophe, so this is not going to be a good one for me. Um, (laughs) Okay, well, think about it from that perspective. So, brother-in-laws is more possessive. Brothers-in-law would be plural. So, it's like, I have two brothers-in-law. Yeah, so it's that one. Yeah. (laughs) Brothers-in-law. Thank you for leading me to the answer, because I'm (laughs) thick as shit. 
Yeah. So that's interesting. I just hate both of those. Yeah, I mean, I hate anyone who uses any of those phrases. <laughs> we, we need to hone on the people that use those in your let's, life. Let's, let's hone in on those people. If you want to exact I'm, revenge. I want to extract revenge <laughs> and, and hone in on these people uh, and their brothers and brother-in-laws. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with more. Let's unpack that. We need to pack that singing, girl. Pack it up. Okay, and we're back to play a game called This Peeve is on Fire. I don't want to play any more games. I don't want to freaking do anything I'm else. Gamed out. I'm gamed out. I'm freaking tired. This stupid freaking podcast. I'm claustrophobic, Darren. This is bullshit. <laughs> okay. So this peeve is on fire. We are going to rapid fire peeves for the next sixty seconds. Oh. So Jack, on your mark, get set. <gasps> You're going to do one, then I'm going to do one. You got okay. that? Okay. You're going to do one, then I'm going to do one. Okay. The I'm next sure 60 seconds. i to lead us to 60 seconds, but you can just That's keep all right. Yours. We're going to keep going. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so if you can't do it, then you're out of here. Okay. So on the count of three. One, two, three. Go. The kids that reminded everyone, uh, reminded... Well, I found it this Are already. you fucking kidding me? Okay. People not driving when it hits green. When the light hits green. That's my pet peeve. I'm going to try this again. The kid that reminded the teacher about homework. Ooh. When the volume needs to be on a multiple of five, my pet peeve is when it's on like 33, 32. It needs to be on 35, 30, 25, or 20. You're neurotic. Um, I'm guilty of this one, but people that use the word like a lot, and I hate myself for it. I know, me too. Okay, yelling like, yelling with AirPods on, especially <gasps> in an airport. My next one is talking loudly on the phone. Yay! I hate when people do that. Okay, go. Oh, Th- shitty. That was it. <laughs> shitty, <laughs> really good at this. Yeah, shitty customer service. <gasps> my next one was people who treat service industry people really badly. Oh, okay, that's actually the opposite. I was Wait. saying when customer service is oh. shitty, and you were saying when people treat service people poorly. Well, as the person who's worked in the service industry, yeah. you're the problem. Okay. Um, Cancelling plans without sufficient notice, especially when people have made a financial investment. And I oop. Um, the next one I have is, especially on airplanes, seat kicking. There's always that one little shit behind you that likes to kick your seat through that six-hour flight. Okay, my next one was when someone reclines their seat on an airplane and it smacks your laptop and cracks the screen. Well, as a daddy long legs, was... I'm sure that is an issue for yes, me. Yes, it is. Okay, next. My next one is also revolving around children. Just children, period. Got it. Uh, the next one, also related to children, people who don't wash their hands in the bathroom. <gasps> Another one related to disgusting children is kids that cough with their mouth open like... <coughs> there's that meme that Ugh. goes around with, the, with that yes. animal. Yes, yes. Like, oh, and a runny nose. Disgusting! Yeah, totally agree. Um, next, news websites that are overcome with advertisements that you are not able to actually read the content and your article is split up into like 5,000 fucking pieces. Just like that quiz that we just took. And <laughs> my last one is a mic drop. 
and I hope that everyone agrees with it. It is littering. A mic. Oh, I thought you were saying like a mic drop is what yeah. pisses you off. Oh no, I, I this was my mic drop and I enjoyed that moment. Littering. Littering, go fuck yourself. Okay, my last one. Whatever manufacturer puts stickers on things that you can't take off <gasps> and you have to scratch it off and you are literally like bleeding at the fingernails trying to get this thing off and then you finally get the sticker off and then your whatever is covered in glue. Okay. Totally frustrating. That is the... I hate that. I have one more for you. Yes. The fact that we need to wrap this podcast up because we've nearly run out of wine. Oh my God, running out of wine. You oh, know... What a pit peeve, right? On that note, Jack, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. This has been Unpacking Pet Peeves. You heard us talk about our big pet peeves. You heard us talk about phrases that are peevish to us Mm -hmm. and then we just did rapid fire peeves so this has been a very effective podcast Mm -hmm. there you go pet peeves okay well thank you guys so much for listening this is let's unpack that your weekly podcast hosted by this queer millennial who unpacks topics at the top of his mind through the lens of anxiety and depression you said it i'm so proud of you um as Thank always, uh, yeah, this is my moment. Um, as oh. always, you guys can follow us on Instagram at let's unpack that underscore podcast. You can email us at let's unpack that pod at gmail.com. Please rate and subscribe because it really helps us get more users and viewers and listeners TM to this experience. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're as outraged as we are. Um, I'm so mad right now. Yeah, I hope you had as much fun as we did. So thank you guys so much for listening. Ta-ta for now. Bye. We'll see you next week, I hope. Dum, dum. <laughs> Dum <laughs> dum.